Today we're going to go over how to fix your posture. Changing posture is not going to happen overnight. You're going to need to change some things about your environment in order to make permanent posture changes. And what I mean by that is you're going to have to find a way to remind yourself to sit up straight or to um, walk correctly or to have your shoulders up back and drop them down. Your posture got this way over a matter of time. It didn't happen overnight. So it's not going to change back overnight. So don't get frustrated if one minute you say, okay, I'm going to sit up straight. I'm going to roll my shoulders up back and drop them down. And the next minute you're back into your slouch posture. If you don't do things in your environment to change the way you sit, you're going to sit how you always sat. You're going to stand how you always stood. So we're going to go over a few of those things that you can do. Poor posture has come from years and years of practice. And this has caused changes to your muscles and how they behave. They're used to working in a certain manner. And whether that's a correct manner or not, they are still used to working in that uh, capacity. So when you try and change your posture, you're sending signals to your muscles to say, hey, I need you to work a little bit differently. If you don't constantly send those signals, your muscles are going to go back to what they know, which is poor posture. It takes a minimum of six weeks to make a permanent change to the muscle. So it's going to take you six weeks at least to be able to maintain certain aspects of your posture without having to constantly remind yourself. Otherwise, your muscles remember where they were yesterday and they're going to go back to it. But fixing your posture can be the key to feeling better with everything. It can fix a lot of problems. Poor posture took a long time to form. This didn't happen overnight. This was slouching when you were in school over your desk. This is, um, you know, learning to lift things, lift your children, uh, lift heavy objects off the floor just by bending over instead of squatting down. Uh, we change the way we stand, the way we sit, the way we lift based on as we get older, we're able to do things a little more quickly if we don't do them with the correct posture. Poor posture can cause herniated discs in your neck and back, um, which will cause numbness and tingling. It can also uh, cause you to lose some function in your hands or your feet if it goes on for long enough. It can cause pinched nerves, meaning those nerves, again, can cause numbness and tingling going down your arm. It can decrease the amount of air you breathe. So if you are not getting quality air in your lungs, you're going to feel tired. Um, and this can cause sleepiness and less productivity. If you have poor posture when you sleep, it can keep you up at night. It can cause neck pain. It can cause uh, different types of back pain and to the point where you can't even get a good night's sleep. Poor posture can just decrease the overall quality of life. Now, when I say poor posture, everyone always sits up nice and straight. Overcorrection is just as bad as slouching. So when we use the word sit up straight, most people just jam their shoulder blades back together and they try and hold that as long as they can. They put their shoulders as far back as they can. They use all the muscles in the back to sit up straight. Within a two, two or three minutes, they're fatigued, their back's burning, uh, their muscles in their back are burning, and they can't hold that posture anymore and the posture is gone within minutes.
This is just as bad as slouching and you can't maintain it. How to stand properly. First of all, you're going to have to think about something that you remind you to stand up properly. Otherwise, you're just going to think about it randomly one or two times a day and that's not going to change anything. So, for example, every time you walk through a doorway, you should say to yourself, stand up straight. Now, that's a very odd thing to do, I understand, but it's a constant reminder to your body that, okay, walk through a door, now I'm going to stand up straight. I guarantee you every time you walk through a door, you're not going to be standing up straight. You're going to have to think about it until it becomes a rote uh, thing for you to do. Then you might go through a few doorways where you're already standing up straight. When you stand up straight, the only thing you have to do with your shoulders is roll them up back and drop them down. When I say drop them down, I mean literally let them drop. Don't try and control the motion on the way down. You want to roll them up, back, and then you just let them drop. Okay? They're literally just going to thunk down. That's how they should be. Now, for those of you who um, suffer from headaches or, you know, even if you don't suffer from headaches, if you roll your shoulders up, back, and drop them down, and then you check them, maybe like five minutes later, you're going to find that your shoulders are elevated, okay? And you've lost that up, back, and drop it down. So you want to make sure, again, you just keep rolling them up, back, and you're dropping them down. For your neck, you want to put jut your chin all the way out, and then you're going to bring your chin all the way back, and you're going to find the middle of those, okay? It's going to be an approximate middle. All right, but you don't want your chin all the way out and you don't want your uh, chin all the way back. You want to be right in the middle. Same thing with your pelvis. You're going to bring it all the way forward and then you're going to tuck it under and you're going to find the middle of those two, uh, of being all the way under and then being all the way back. Find the middle and your knees should never be locked out. Most people, when they stand, if they have low back pain, their butt is sticking out too much. And if you look in the mirror, you'll see a really pronounced curve in your low back. That's when you want to tuck your pelvis under as far as you can and then just bring it back halfway. It's going to feel completely unnatural. When you go to stand straight for the first time, it's going to feel weird. It's not going to feel normal. It's not going to feel like anything you want to continue to do. But if you continue to do so, it's not going to feel unnatural. This is actually how you know it's correct is if it feels weird, if it doesn't feel right. If you are standing still and you're out walking through doorways and set an alarm on your phone every 15 minutes, set an alarm on your Fitbit, whatever you have to stand up straight or to change your posture. This is going to take practice until it becomes a pattern. Sitting. When you're sitting, you want to alter your environment as much as possible to force you into correct posture. If your environment is not correct, you will not sit correctly. There is no way that you will sit correctly if your environment is wrong. You cannot tell your brain to have your monitor off to the right and keep your head straight ahead and just look with your eyes uh, to the right. Your head will follow where your eyes go. Same thing with your shoulders. If your keyboard is really low or it's really high, your your shoulders and your neck will follow what your body is doing. So there is no way you're going to be able to type, get work done, and constantly be telling your brain, okay, keep my shoulders down even though my keyboard's way up too high, I still need to press my shoulders down. It's not going to happen. So you need to do everything to make sure your environment 
does not encourage any poor posture. If you sit at a desk, if your monitors are off, if your keyboard is off, your body is not going to be able to sit correctly. When you sit at a desk, you want to make sure your monitor is at eye level and directly in front of you. You use two monitors. You want to put the one that you use the most predominantly in front of you with one a little bit off to the side. If you use both equally, you want to put them directly in front of you with them touching. So you're basically able to look right in front of you. Do not have either monitor, any monitor, off to the side even slightly. It will cause your neck to go that way. And you actually will change your neck to be always rotated to the direction that your monitors are in. Your arms should be at 90 degrees and your wrist should have no bend in them. So you're, again, you're going to roll your shoulders up, back, drop them down, bring your arms to 90 degrees. Okay? Then you're going to see where your keyboard is. Do not adjust anything on your posture. If you, your keyboard, your mouse, your monitors are not in the correct position, you adjust them to meet you. You don't adjust your posture to meet them. Your mouse should be right next to your keyboard. Make sure it doesn't have a wide open desk to run away on. You want to make sure that if you are uh, using a mouse, it's right next to your keyboard and has very little space to move. Uh, by the end of the day, a mouse tends to be further away and you wind up stretching your arm out in order to use it. That stretching of the arm leads to the shoulders coming forward and leads to the neck uh, being in a poor posture. Your feet should be flat on the floor. Um, this is not a hard and fast rule. You can have your feet kind of tucked back under the chair. Sometimes this will actually help your pelvis to be pulled forward. So while your feet, the only thing that you need to worry about with this is that they shouldn't be dangling. They should be supported on the floor. So if you find your feet dangling, find a box, find a stool. They need to be on something. But if you would like to put your foot back behind the chair, that's okay. They don't both have to be just flat on the floor. Your back should have some support. Whether it's a towel, whether it's the chair, your back should have some support. It will get tired after sitting for so long. Your knees should be below your hips. So if you sit down and you look at your legs and they're completely level, you want to move the chair so that your knees drop down a little bit, so that your knees are below your hips. Roll your shoulders up, back, drop down. Sit with a straight back and look forward. Fix anything on your chair, your desk, that does not meet this posture. Do not change anything about your posture to meet what your desk needs you to do. If you do this, you can't maintain good posture. If you wind up setting up your desk in correct posture, you're going to be able to sit for long periods of time in correct posture. One more note about this while we're talking about it, sit-to-stand desks. You need a sit-to-stand desk that has a lever that can go from sitting to standing without any issue, okay? You shouldn't need to rearrange anything. You should be able to pull a lever and it go from sit-to-stand. A standing desk all day, too long. Sitting desk all day, too long. Every half hour, you should be able to switch your desk from sitting to standing. That's the ideal. Uh, desk position. Sleep. Don't sleep on your stomach. Uh, I can't stress this enough. 
this is a really, really good way to cause a lot of problems. I know people who are stomach sleepers are fiercely loyal to sleeping on their stomach, and you want to continue sleeping on your stomach. If that's the case, you're going to have to buy a face pillow that has a cutout so your face can go into it, so your neck is not turned one way or the other. Uh, you're going to have to put pillows underneath your chest and your stomach, so that way your back is not in a poor position and you're gonna have to sleep like that. Most stomach sleepers can't sleep like that when you're told this is how you have to sleep on their stomach. The best way is to get off your stomach. Sleeping on your back or your side is the best and it allows the most rest for the body. If you sleep on your side, you should have a pillow between your knees and you should be hugging a pillow. You should have only one pillow. This is the biggest thing I find people do wrong when they sleep on their side is they stack pillows. You need one thick pillow. They make side sleeper pillows. It doesn't need to be a fancy pillow. It doesn't need to be an expensive pillow. It needs to fill the, the gap between your head and the bed. And that needs to be your pillow. Your head should not have to drop down to meet the pillow. When you lay down, your head should look exactly as it does standing up, just nice and straight. If you sleep on your back, you want to have your knees elevated. If you use just a regular pillow to do that, it's going to take several to do that. And that's okay if it takes several and you're not going to scrunch anything. But just putting one pillow under your legs to elevate your knees is not going to work. We're going to talk about five or six different pillows that you're going to need to elevate your legs. You're only going to need one pillow when you're sleeping on, the, on your back to uh, fix that curve or to support that curve in the back of your neck. Pillows. This is a very big sticking point for people because there's so many on the market. There's so many things that are um, being sold that are expensive and don't need to be purchased. You don't need any special pillows. You need one pillow. It doesn't need to have a hole. It doesn't need to have anything. The only time you need a special pillow is when you're on your stomach. And 90% of stomach sleepers can't sleep with the special stomach pillows they have anyway. So if you're a side sleeper, if you're a back sleeper, you need one pillow. If you have more than one pillow, and you're a side sleeper, you're a back sleeper, a lot of times you're scrunching your shoulder to get that pillow underneath you, to get it correct, to bunch it up, you're causing yourself neck pain. You're herniating your disc, you're causing yourself headaches. You wake up with a stiff neck every morning. You wake up with numbness and tingling. If you get headaches, this is one of the major reasons why. Lifting is the final thing I want to go through today. Lifting is the one thing that we can, without a doubt, correct and without a doubt we're born with the innate abilities to do it correctly. If you want to see how to lift correctly, throw a medicine ball in the middle of a bunch of toddlers. Watch them walk over. They're going to squat with their butt to the floor. They're going to pull that medicine ball as close as they can to their body and they're going to stand up and they're going to lift. This is how we were all born to lift. No toddler walks over, bends from their back, tries to lift up the medicine ball. They go right to the floor. Laziness as we age allows us to lift improperly. You never bend over at the waist to pick something up, whether it's a piece of paper or a 40-pound child. You herniate all of your discs. This is what you hear when you hear people say, I heard my back pop. That's what I did. Or I went down and I couldn't get up. It only takes once, and who knows when that once is going to be. You may have done it 100 times, and 101 times it's going to do it. You may have done it twice, and the third time it doesn't. You never know when that's going to happen. Every time you do, every time you bend over and pick something up, you take a major risk of throwing your back out, quote unquote. 
you want to always squat down to the floor, pull the object as close as you can, and squat, and then lift your leg, or push with your legs to get back up. Practice makes perfect. It's a slower process, especially at first, because of the fact that you do have to squat down, pick the object up, and then go on your way. But the time that you invest in correcting it now, when you throw your back out, quote unquote, many times it can't be fixed. It never goes back to being the same way. Um, or if you herniate a disc, if you quote unquote blow out a disc, it will never go back. So taking that extra time to squat and lift the object is going to save you thousands of dollars and hours and hours, hundreds of hours uh, on, on later on in life. And most people will find that their legs are not strong enough to actually squat down and pick things up. So start practicing squats. If you find that you can't actually push yourself up from the floor or push yourself up from mid-squat, you're going to need to work on squats. And practice makes perfect.